on today's show, we're going to discuss whether it was okay to sell in May and go away. Are we setting up for the June balloon to much higher levels? Month end imbalances, retail earnings, tech earnings. We got it all. And guys, I know you're surprised. AAP got some downgrades today. This is pre-market prep. This is a Thursday. We're fired up. Let's get the show going. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Right. Good morning, crew. We're in the green by seven and a half handles at 41.98 to start the month of June. This is going to be like our highest start to a month, I think, for the entire year. Buck down 22 cents. It's had a good rally. New high for the move yesterday, but giving some back. Bonds up just six ticks, 128.17. Uh, crew, that's under 68 bucks, down 13, 67.96. Gold and silver going opposite directions. Gold up 210 at 1984.20. Silver down 4 cents at 23.545. And Bitcoin now under 27K. That's down $115 at 26,960. We got so many topics and so many good things to discuss here. First of all, let's go back, little revision. Let's go bring Triple D on and talk about the close because month end, right? You see some yeah. big imbalances. Dennis, did you get a piece of anything out there? Yeah, it was a great close, actually. We haven't seen one of these in a long time where he had huge imbalances pushing the stocks around. So let's just do a quick lesson. There what is go. a buy imbalance? What is a sell imbalance? So on the close, you have institutions, big people, or, or people who are just marking orders for the close. So they can be MOC orders, which is called market on close or limit on close. What happens is, you know, those go into the market and then that those imbalances get published to the to the overall market at 350, 10 minutes before the close. Um, and what we saw was a huge buy imbalance in Tesla and a huge sell imbalance in Apple. And if you look at actually the action, people are like, what happened to Tesla? Was there news? Because it went from 200 to close at $203.93 in, in the last 10 minutes. Apple, the exact opposite direction. So if you look at the Apple move here, you'll see it on the chart here too, Joel. Uh, went from 179 down to 177 and a quarter close. So lost $1.75. Lost 1% in the last like three minutes. So it was a big move down. And then you had other ones like Pepsi. Check out Pepsi. Pepsi went from 184 and a half all the way down to 182, losing two bucks in the last 10 minutes. Coca-Cola, um, same thing, 60 and a quarter, all the way down to 59.50. It hit no. before closing at 59.66. Um, so so the way I participate in these, I use LOC orders, limit on close. I see the big imbalance, the big buy imbalance in Tesla, and I throw out a short order, LOC, limit on close, at my price. And it, again, you'll get executed on the closing print if your LOC is below where the closing price is. So let's just say Tesla, where close was 203.93. I think I had my LOC probably around like 203.25 or 203.50 to short. 
And then I get filled on an all of 203.93. And immediately came, you know, back in a little bit. And if you look now, it's actually down $1.79. So a lot of times what you see is these big moves. They usually fade. They usually are fades. So you're not going with the move, but going against it because these are done for order flow and reasons, not for, you know, um, these aren't done from a fundamental perspective. It's not new news on Tesla, not more news on Apple or Coke or Pepsi or Procter & Gamble, all these ones that moved. They were simply off of huge buy bounces and sell bounces. Maybe some institutions wanted to have Tesla on the books at the end of the quarter. Maybe they didn't want to have Procter & Gamble on the books at the end of the quarter. That makes sense because PG has been a huge laggard. Tesla has been a huge gainer. So if they want to show those stocks, they're putting those orders out there to buy them on the close. We're fading those moves. So um, so it was great. So I got long Coke, which, you know, was uh, down at like 59.66. It traded up and I've already out. I'm already out of all these positions. I got long Pepsi. It's up over a dollar this morning. I was able to sell it because it's actually ex-dividend. I got long Procter & Gamble. I got short Tesla and I got long Apple. All of them were winners. You got you caught quite a few there. Sometimes. Yeah, uh, usually get nothing. Yeah, a uh, couple di couple things I want to point out here. Uh, number one is uh, Dennis talked about the way that he plays it, uh, the way other people may play it. And if you look at this red candle here in Apple, is when they see that in balance. I think they published a six point four billion dollars selling balance. That, That's that was big... in the overall S and P when you added yes. them all up. It was six point yep. four billion to sell. Anything over two billion is big. Six point four yes. billion is enormous. Yes. Enormous. Yes. So it yes. was going to be market moving. And uh, again, the, the days, Joel, too, which we can say is typically end of the quarter is big. End of the month can be big, which it was right. yesterday. And third Friday of the month is often big. That's when you often see these moves if you see them. Nine out of ten times lately they've been non-events. But we see six billion to sell. It's significant. And then, you know, um, there was some stocks that were going the other way, obviously. And Tesla, I think, I, I looked at one time, I think Tesla had over a six or Four million share buy imbalance on the close, and 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 Apple was like six million to sell. These are you know big if they're like six hundred thousand. It's ten times bigger than normal. So they they move the price. Right, and it, it, I'm just I want to uh, point out the way the reason you play it the way you play it is because sometimes they flip. And if yes. they flip and you're selling in, uh, you know, if you're selling ahead on that Apple and you're looking to buy it and it flips. Because remember one time, wasn't there a huge flip in uh, Coke or something? Oh, yeah. They it flipped. went from like a fought, like a huge sell to a huge buy yeah. and it and it reversed up. But uh, anyway, yeah, sometimes just... they get oversubscribed to. So if you see like, you know, there's three million to sell or three million to sell in Coke. And, you know, all of a sudden an institution says, well, I'll buy, you know, maybe you got a big fish out there and says, I'll buy the 3 million. Maybe you have another one that says, I'll buy 2 million. It could go from 3 million to sell to 2 million to buy. And the stocks can go like this to like this, just like that. Like in the old days, you really seen moves on these, but now the liquidity is there, the high frequency traders. And, and remember, these imbalances are, are, are disseminated to the floor yes. starting at two o'clock. So it isn't new information to everyone. It's just new information to most of the world. But you know, the traders on the floor can get these informational imbalances a lot earlier. So that's something to consider as well. But they were market moving there yesterday. And yeah, the reason it's a safer way to play it with the LOC, because you know what? If, if, if they keep gapping up on the close, I probably want to be short. If they flip and go, then I just don't get executed. But some people exactly. will say, oh, I see the big buy imbalance. I'm going to buy the stock. And then it goes up a little bit, and then all of a sudden it flips, and then it goes way down, and they're caught. So it's, sometimes they're hard to know if they're going to flip or not. So it, to, to just you know anticipate that it's real and that this is not going to flip, 
I mean, th those are a little bit more of a gamble. So I typically just play the fades. Uh, this has nothing to do with options, what we're talking about. This was asked in a chat, but you know what it can do? It can mess up the mark on your option position. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Remember the it, Shopify it, one? That like uh, two years ago and Shopify gapped up almost 10% on the closing print. Everybody's like, what happened? And it was the huge buy imbalance and it gapped up. I mean, so you do see this from time to time where these can really be in significant market moving. But, you know, I, I don't know where, it'd be, where it was on the chart, but it was a couple of years ago. And Shopify had closed at, I think, I don't know what it was. I think it was like $700 before the split. I and it capped up yeah, like $775. And everybody's like, this real? I'm like, oh, it's real. It was <laughs> like the closing print. I'm like, it was a huge, it was New York and it gapped up. And it didn't bust, you know, and if you were out there, you got it. So sometimes, you know, just even having your order out there, maybe you want it. And a lot of times they reverse off these too. So sometimes they're not only good fade day trades. Sometimes these are like topping events. And, you know, did Tesla I'm potentially top on that run up yesterday? Maybe. I mean, double, double top, it's potential. Now, again, you know, it's only two bucks off. So, you know, maybe just catches another bin, just keeps flying here today. But, I mean, this is just um, Does this I is, be give this, just a different... I way of trading folks like it's more information because so many people looking at charts how do you get this information there you, you go. got to subscribe to the imbalance feed so mm -hmm. interactive brokers carries this information my ready carries this information you, a lot of your retail brokers might not have this information so call your broker ask them you know if they have this information but there is you know ways to subscribe to this information if your broker subscribes yeah and uh does I, interactive brokers have it yeah, IB has it. Okay, okay. And it's so free. No, great, great explanation. Like it depends on, you know, like on your broker. But, you know, for, for the most part, I have two different softwares and both of them provide for free. So, I mean, it just depends on, you know, what software you're using. Is Robin going to have this? Probably not. So, I mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, Weeble, not. I'll tell you, Weeble has it. Yeah. So, I mean, just to give Does you Weeble like a cheap. It? Yeah, Weeble has it, Dennis. I the can individual tell you stocks? That. I've used it. Yeah, I've okay, used well, it. Okay, well, that's so good. I can tell that's you. Wow. I didn't know Weeble had it. So yeah, so some of them have it. it. So yeah, some... again, this is information that you know is market moving at times. I would say nine out of ten times, but I use them in the morning all the time. Like you have the opening imbalances, which I can tell you right now. New York publishes <laughs> at eight a.m. and Nasdaq publishes uh, at nine twenty-five. So they only publish five minutes before, but New York starts an hour and a half before. And if I'm looking this morning at imbalances here and we used to always give this information it's not as influential it's not as relevant anymore well, yeah. well it still is at times but not all the time so i'm looking like wells fargo's got seventy four thousand to buy um psx that's an outlier has thirty three thousand to buy this morning but again th as as so if there's thirty three thousand to buy and somebody says okay i'm gonna sell a thousand then it drops to 32. somebody says i'm gonna sell thirty thousand then it drops to three Somebody sells them to sell hundred thousand, then it flips to minus seventy. Minus seventy. There. So yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a moving target, right? And even on the close, they're still moving targets because more orders are coming in. And they published this. Oh goodness, I'm getting bombarded. Here. <laughs> the kids are screaming on the show and they're live. So White Rabbit, we play this little game in the house. If you say White Rabbit on the first day of the month, you have good luck for the rest of the month. Whoever says I White Rabbit, I love it. White Rabbit. What do you I have said to it. do? You have to say. Do you have to, have to say it first? I didn't think to, about it. Do you have to see a white rabbit or you just say it on your you own? Just say it. So you wake up at 12.01 huh. in the morning and scream into the room, white rabbit, and then you have good luck for the rest of the month. How did I you think love it's a, it? I think if you Google it, I think it's a thing. 
I, I, I think, love it. I think it's addicting. All right. I what I wanted to bring money. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted, it real quick. White rabbit. White rabbit. <laughs> white rabbit. Maybe <laughs> okay. anybody else there about did anybody else in the chat know about this? I, I think I, I doubt it. Let's see. I'd too. say less than They're all five over it. I think that I white think rabbit. Look at the chat. Yeah. Look at the chat. White rabbit. Man. They, they're just doing that. They're, they're just doing that because they're they're playing around. Uh, <laughs> all right. I wanted to bring Mitch in now, and I just wanted to talk, and I want you guys to guess. Okay. Um, what do you think? Well, this we already talked about it in a pre pre market show. So Greg says he does it. What What do you think the S and P was for the month of May? Just mm, you know, I know, so I'm not going to participate. Okay, uh, without you know, I'll make it quick. It it was flat, right? We had some stocks going up, we had some stocks going down. The IWM was actually down. Almost, uh, it was down a little bit less than uh, a percent. Felt like it was no. down a lot, but it's just been flat for two months. The IWM, <laughs> right, right, and uh, the triple Qs, not bad, eight percent month. Oh, oh, oh. What a tale <laughs> of two markets that we were talking about at nonstop for the last month. Here, you got the Nasdaq and this ridiculous bull market, bull market to beat all bull markets. And then they have everything else. Everything else is just either sitting there or going down. And I mean, we know a lot of sectors went down last month. I think energy was down 12% or something in May. Like I was uh, I was looking at those numbers or 10% in May. Energy had a horrible, horrible month. XLE, yep. yep. Terrible month. Look at the XLE. Started the month up at 85, finished at 76. Ugly mm-hmm. month for value. Value versus growth, growth definitely won in May. All right, we had some uh, we had some fireworks after hours, Mitch. Why don't we go to yeah, let's some of to those uh, earnings reports? Uh, uh, attention, traders! Attention, traders! Seems like there's a discount in the retail aisle today. Let's go oh, look in blue lights. Macy's Q1 adjusted EPS 56 cents beats the 45 cent <laughs> estimate. Sales of 4.98 billion missed the 5.4 billion estimate. Macy's comparable sales down 7.9 percent year over year. They lowered their fiscal year 23 outlook and also mentioned discretionary sales weakened significantly in March. And then I'm going to give a couple more retails. Then we'll go through all of them. It'll be easier this way. Let's go Dollar General. Also that also getting hit today. DG Q1 EPS $2.34 misses the $2.38 estimate. Sales of $9.34 billion missed the $9.46 billion. And they also cut fiscal year net sales growth outlook. Um, It was from 5.5 to 6%, now down to 3.5 and 5% on the high end. Then we'll move to Nordstrom. I feel like these all very similar here. Nordstrom EPS at seven cents beats the loss of eight cent estimate. Total revenues at three point one eight. Also sees fiscal year twenty four adjusted EPS at a dollar eighty to two twenty versus a dollar eighty eight estimate. Then the last one that I've seen getting hit here also a major report. Victoria's Secret also down here missing on EPS, missing on sales. The only kind of light on the tunnel would be kind of chewy chewy did beat here they expected a four cent loss on eps and came in with 20 cents that definitely gave them a little bit of a lift there sales also beat let's take a look at macy's dollar general nordstrom victoria's secret and then looks like chewy not too bad story stays the same i mean it's like if you're you know 
just playing short retail, I mean, they just continue to go down. Dollar Tree gets hammered on its report last week. And then what's Dollar General? Lower bar gets lower than it anyways and loses another 20 bucks. I mean, this retail is just a disaster. I feel like there's a relief rally coming in here. I mean, it's just getting to a point where they're so oversold. I'm not saying buy these in your long-term portfolio, but just be careful if you short these things because they're overextended. I mean, Macy's, I mean, Target. We should just go to Target. Target has been down nine straight days. Nine times, like Ferris Bueller. Nine? Nine times. This will be the 10th day, potentially. And Target is now J.P. Morgan cutting price targets. Thanks, J.P. Morgan. Love you. Down $2.13 farther. I feel like there's a relief rally coming in these here. They're just down so much. Macy's, same thing. Disaster quarter, cutting guidance, nothing you want to hear. But let's be honest here. We all knew that it was probably going to be a disaster quarter. The market was anticipating disaster quarter. Stock went from 18 to 13. You want to talk about bad, bad Mays. This stock lost, you know, 20% in May and after losing a basically 20% in April. So, I mean, this has just been, you know, 20, started the February, this was $24 cut in half. So there's a lot of bad news priced into these stocks. I do think if you're short, I would be covering pretty soon. Because I feel like there's a relief pop coming. I think the relief pop will get sold. But even Macy's, look at the pre-market action here, Joel. We were down the 11 handle. We've already bounced a buck. So it's just, we're and you're on mute. There. It's a little bit, I think we're oversold here on a lot of these stocks. All so, right, there's a couple things to take a look at here. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Street leading the right way into this report. We were just at $16, right? Uh, at uh, early last week, and boom, now we dip under 12 bucks. So I feel I'm going to go with you on this one. I'm going to say that pre market low of 11.52, I think you missed it. I don't think you're going to get a look. And now you're at 12.80. I don't even know if you're going to get a look at 12 bucks in this one. It's been a nice yeah. pop. Uh, what do we got on the, oh man, this, you got to go to your monthlies on this one. Uh, boom, thirteen fifty six out. There's not. Nah, there's monthly low at eleven oh seven. But I don't know. I mean, if you're trying to buy this thing here, I don't even know if you're going to get twelve bucks. Right? We're trading up eighty cents. Of course, kind of depends on market dynamics. But yeah. uh, usually, I think hat. the lows in too for the day. Yeah. Yep. Thirteen forty two. Uh, is the uh, is the bottom of uh, yesterday's range. That's for a gap fill. Uh, before we go back to the rest of these earnings, we have the ADP out 278 uh, estimate versus or 180 versus 278 Boy. estimate. So this is going to do nothing to slow the Fed down. Exactly. 278 exactly. versus 180 is a big pop here. Um, and that's yep. why the market is leaking here now. They're like, oh, crap, that that probability of an interest rate hike just went up a little bit more. Again, it's going to depend on CPI on Friday. I mean, that's yep. where we're going to yeah. be. Yep. But, well, look what they did with that PCE number, though, Dennis. They didn't care. They'll care. They will care, though. I'm anticipating that they will indeed care about um, the, the inflation number. I, CPI. I, yes, I, I don't just want to correct. I just want to correct you, Dennis. Not that I'm trying to hear, but June 13th is the CPI data. Yes. Um, oh crap! Why? What is Friday? Friday right. just jobs. 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 I don't know why I said CPI. Yeah. No, no worries. Just I think, Yeah, but I think they will care about the jobs, and then CPI they will care about when that comes to. Sorry, yeah. I don't know why I was. Saying hey, don't that. worry. You get I meant also to say jobs. I did meant you, to say jobs. 
You get I, FOMC I meeting the same day. Oh, yep. Yeah. As, as I, the CPI? The FOMC yeah. meeting is the same, same day, day. As CPI? Same day. Holy. So they're going to have that information. <laughs> yeah. You don't think so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're going to have it. <laughs> All right, TG, real quick. We're looking at disasters. That's also off its pre-market low. Pre-market low in DG, 177.95. Your monthlies are telling you to hold out for 173.50. Maybe. I mean, this will always go past your expectations. Uh, but if you know, if you're just rushing out to buy the dip in this one. Just take a look at your AAP chart, and we talked about that. How you know you have such an overwhelming move that like the contrarians come in and they get run over, and that accelerates the big sellers. So DG, I'd be keeping an eye on the pre-market low. Uh, those are the bad reports in retail. Uh, no. You gave the Chewy report. That was a good one. That was the only that, good one, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Duluth, we don't count. I don't even know what that thing's doing. DLTH, it's up 10 cents. That's, that's you know count. what Duluth trading is? It's really good underwear. Really yeah, good the underwear. I used to like the commercial. I don't see them anymore. They must yeah, have they the can't budget. afford them never anymore. Commercial anymore. I had some high. of those Duluth underwear. Really? Yeah, the, I want to see. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I want to try those things. But you know what? The elastic band was too like you know. I don't Lumberjack know, like thicker, Dennis over here, you know. It was like a thicker elastic band, and it like was leaving marks on me. Canadian so, like, guys. I, I, I actually got like a pack of those, and then I didn't like them after the first week. So I wasn't. You know, fan. you know, you know when Dennis uh, wears those here. Can you guys see this? Oh, this is, this is when Dennis wears his uh -oh. Duluth underwear. Uh -oh. Dennis when he's is building, building his that. house. That's yeah, what I know. This is yeah, I know. I'm building this is more his shed, this is which is I the do. size of most people's house. But uh, there you That's go. That's a she shed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, we digress again. Chewy pre-market high that comes in at thirty-five, thirty-six. Do I see any? I see one, one candle. I I see what happens in the thirty-five handle. Thirty-five eighty-one was uh, your May twelfth high, but man, these things things have been get going in one direction and keep on going but that's a nice move make sure you take out the pre-market high that's chewy and then um you know dennis you know you knock nordstrom you knock nordstrom and you know they have a decent report but as always it's fading Leaking. yeah that's yeah. fades man fading the buys well i guess not in retail but i'm so torn on this day like part of me wants to go long macy's just for mm -hmm. a trade because i feel like it's the but dumpster where? quarter. And when you give a perspective here, Joel, just bring it to Macy's. I mean, they're cutting guidance something fierce. But they're cutting guidance. So analyst estimates were 371. They're cutting it down to 270 to $320. At $2.70 on the low end, it's still trading five times earnings. So, I mean, even if they're way down at the low end, this company is still making a lot of money. So I think there's going to be a silver lining here saying if this is as bad as it gets, the stock is still cheap. So I actually like Macy's here, just not long-term investing in, in any retailer. I have zero retailers. But as a trade here, I think you stop yourself out at the pre-market lows, like just under 12. And maybe you take a shot and say, I'm going to buy 1290 and I'm going to risk down to 12. And maybe you get this you know, reversal where you catch some shorts and maybe you could get a pop to 14 or 15. Uh, I'm not saying it could happen today, but I'm saying it could happen the next you know, a few days. I just think it's massively oversold. What's your indicators? M Mitch, you know, you've got your oscillators. You've got all your yeah, indicators for see? momentum. What are your indicators showing on this? 
on Macy's. Let's go. Yeah. Let's take a it's got to be oversold. I mean, it's going it's, into the report. What I always look at historical reference is at 34 right now. So historically, Macy's. Can you show team, it? Can you show yeah, what you're looking at? Because yeah, some people like the indicators. Second. Yeah. I, I is... just look at the chart, so I don't use indicators. But I mean, some people like to visualize it with indicators. Here. So I'll, I'll make it as big as I can for the RSI, right? So a lot of times yeah. what I'm doing is I'm scrolling back and I'm just looking at historical reference. I don't care about the classic 80 20s. I'm just like, all right, when Macy's gets really strong, this is when it turns around, around the 83s. When Macy's gets really weak, where do these extreme points turn Where's around? Where's Target on that? Oh, geez, it's geez. down to 10 is the RSI for Macy's when it's extremely When it's oversold. extreme. So it's still in the middle a still little bit. Still in the middle. I find it that weird. It could still go lower. Where's Target? Let's let's take a look there. Target, you can see now that's Target's a little lower. You can 10. see almost at the extremes, right? And yeah. so there is a little bit different. That's when I'd start to look at something to start to give me a little bit more turnaround signals, right? Right, The extreme moment. So now you're getting past that. You're almost getting towards like where it's gone to the lowest. Lowest reading is 1247. And right now you're at 1537. So you that's the lowest uh, reading. Mark, mark this down. I know, I know a lot of people take notes on the show to tell us like when we're wrong on stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but this kind of feels like one of those guides and I know you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to wait, you know, until next quarter for this. But they come in at like three twenty-five. They blow it away. Oh they're above, yeah. They're, like they know the two seventies, like you know, the dumpster dive, and they know they can beat that. So they really put it low to come in. And then yeah, you'd be ninety days. They do that. And they but Macy's, in, I, look, it's come up to thirteen thirty here now. I think it's gonna go green. We gotta stop talking. Look, about we're twelve ninety. Thirteen thirty. We just gave you forty cents oh, here. Man. I'm not in it. No position. No, me neither. I feel like the low of the move is in. I feel like it's going to have a little squeeze, and everybody's like, "Oh, is this the bottom in retail?" It's just oversold. I mean, I, I know your indicator didn't show it, but you know, when I'm looking at this chart, I'm seeing it from twenty four to thirteen, a straight line, basically. Yeah. Feels oversold. That's why I see. That's why those things. That's why we don't use them. Is because I'm, they, I'm not update, talking Target. I'm talking Macy's here. They, I don't they know. Target's got tomorrow. its own problems. Oh yeah. But I feel like the Macy's low of the move could have been made here in the pre-market today. Well, I, oh. Contrarian calls. <laughs> Look at me and Joe. We're always contrarian. I can't get it out of my blood. I know. I know. It'll probably right. just tank. Did we get like, through oh, all retail home. puppies here? We did. Yes, uh, we gotten through all the retail puppies. Let's keep going. We got more <laughs> to talk about. Um, I'm going to switch us over. Let's go to Salesforce because everybody wants to talk about Salesforce today. Of course, let's get into the action and then we'll take a look into tech. We could also talk about what happened with Intel and NVIDIA. Uh, but first, let's get to Salesforce numbers here. Q1 adjusted EPS at $1.69 beat the $1.61 estimate. Sales at $8.25 billion beat the $8.18 billion estimate. They did raise their fiscal 24 outlook. Uh, to a high end of $7.43 versus $7.14 estimate. Uh, revenue also kind of given a uh, look over the estimate. And then what I really wanted to comment was more what was in the actual call, right? What was talked about AI, right? And so Salesforce launched Einstein GPT, the world's first AI for C CRM at the Trailhead DX conference in San Francisco. Einstein GPT is an open, extensible platform that gives you customer relationship management. So users now have access to powerful language models from partners of OpenAI and Tropic, enhancing their workflows. Uh, they mentioned 
uh, powerful tools like Slack GPT, Tableau GPT, and one comment that was given, I think it's an important one, Mark Benioff saying that this AI revolution is just getting started. They, and he's on CNBC, and I mean, he's dropping the AI word as much as possible. Every CEO that comes on CNBC right now, even the Hewlett Packard CEO he was on, he's got to drop AI every like 10 seconds. Mm. AI, <laughs> they try to say AI, AI, AI. It's, it's actually disgusting that they want to say it that many times because it's obvious what you're trying to do. You're trying to turn your stock around. It's obvious, you know, like you're trying to talk. And, and again, you know, um, and Benioff is one that has always been very promotional on his stock. And I mean, He's been right. He's had a great company. He's built a great company. He's done a lot of things well. But he's one of those ServiceNow CEO. He's on the, oh, we're yeah, the that best. Guy. We're the best. <laughs> Nobody can touch ServiceNow. I mean, the, I guess, the, you know, that's what they're supposed to do is talk strongly about their companies. But sometimes it's nauseating to just hear somebody go on and brag so much. I feel like Benioff's in that same category. I'm not a fan just of his, you know, the bragging. But, I, you know, you got to give him props. He's built a fantastic company. He's done a lot of things right. So maybe it's his right to get on there and brag. What um, about when a Nordic American tanker shipping guy comes well, in? But he was AI. funny, man. AI. We're just raking it in. <laughs> We're raking in the money. That was funny. That was the best Mad Money interview oh, ever. I was laughing out loud. I like he was eating. And I almost spit all my food Here's out the onto chart. the screen. Because that was so funny. I've never seen anything like that. He's talking about, oh, you guys do good. He's like, we're raking it in. <laughs> I'm like, holy. That was the very top of that stock. That was the very top. Where is right NAT? Here. Where is I, NAT? I, $3. On the monthly, right here. He's got to put it his face very top on the chart. Nine bucks. And I, yeah, you, know you can what see Dennis? that spike right there. That $9, that's what he, he's like, we're raking it in. Well, he was raking it in, but the shareholders weren't at that point in time. They obviously well, It bet. traded, I can remember this because this was during COVID and I had nothing else to do but look at the computer. And uh, this traded over 10 bucks in the pre-market or the after hours when this guy was talking. So that wow. 9 bucks was a high. Uh, on that day, but it actually traded like ten bucks in the in the pre market. But uh, wow. we digressed. We got some we jobless claims numbers here. We're bouncing back up. Something tells me this is going to be a seesaw session today ahead of uh, tomorrow's jobs number. We're back green in the session. We went to unchanged. I don't think Q1 we went red there. Numbers is there a number every in, fifteen team. minutes? Numbers <laughs> coming in. Numbers coming in. Let's get to the action. We get initial jobless claims. Two hundred and thirty-five thousand expected here uh, initial jobless claims coming in at 232,000 continuous jobless claims at 1.795 million versus 1.8 million expected 1.794 million prior um, so the initial jobless claims actually coming down a little bit today um, we were seeing this start to jump a little bit but it just seems like it's more in line and look at the spy moving up on this yeah, we're just so we got hit on the ADP number at 815. Now we're rallying on this jobless claims number here at 830. So welcome to this market that is just addicted to economic data here. None of this stuff used to matter, you know, a year ago or two years ago. Now all the economic data points matter. It's like 830 number go wide, 830 number go wide. They all matter. I think Come we on. did that, Dennis. I think we used to do that. Well, uh, back on the uh, jobs, it was always the, the jobs. jobs. That was the biggest one. CPI didn't matter like two years ago. No, we never it was always the jobs. That, that was no. always the one that moved. So jobs always matter, and that's obviously on Friday. And with the reason we say we say wide is because Dennis makes a market in a couple hundred different stocks, and so when there's a market moving event. 
he pulls his markets down. So he does, even if you have a wide market, you can still get uh, picked off. But yeah, you're right. Well, you do. I mean, that's you're why right. when you're right. market making and picking up nickels in front of a bulldozer, when the bulldozer is scheduled, you don't pick up the nickels. <laughs> right. What I was going to say, and, and uh, uh, Mr. Kata in the chat here, we went from CRM to NAT. We go back to CRM. And I was just going to say, there's a step down yeah. seller in here. And I was just looking at the chart like a minute ago. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't. I don't think the pre-market, I don't think the low is in yet. Someone came off their desk with another couple hundred thousand. No, nah, not a couple hundred thousand, maybe five or ten thousand. This daily is tough here. I think two hundred bucks, Joel. Yeah, okay. I, I think I actually might, you know, I don't have CRM in the long-term portfolio. I've wanted it in there for a while. So, you know, as much as, you know, I don't like Benioff's promotional talk, I do respect him as a CEO and he runs a great company. I actually would consider buying CRM in my long-term portfolio at 200 bucks. So, I mean, I your think, seven more yeah. dollars, is it going to get there? It, it's on my shopping list. I started to build a shopping list, and I put CRM on there. So, I mean, you're getting a pullback here now. It gets down 10% on the day. Off this report, wasn't that bad? Um, maybe. You know, maybe. So, it's on It's on my watch list here. I don't know if we're going to get all the way down to 200 No, or not, I don't think so. Not today. It's on my watch list. The guidance was fine here. I mean, they're supposed to make $7.00 to seven dollars and 43 cents so just you know take that you know that's all what is the trade 25 times earnings at 200 bucks 26 what is that do, do them do the quick era math joel you're good at this i don't know you're talking so fast i couldn't even figure out what so, you okay. just so it's not, it's not exorbitant to make 2024 so next year seven dollars and 40 cents seven dollars and 41 cents so you gotta take the two hundred dollars divided by 7.41. This is why we got chat GPT, man. You don't, you don't 27 do times no earnings if they hit those projections is where it's going to be trading. You know, 28 times earnings. It's not crazy if they continue the growth. And if you think AI is going to grow and everything, I mean, you're not going to get Salesforce out of market multiple in 19 or 20. So would you buy it at 26, 25, 26 times? I think you might. I think actually it comes down to this 200 area. I'm interested in buying it. I will say I'll give you an, uh, an intermediate number ahead of that. Um, this is just based off the dailies. I try and find two lows in the same area. It's a potential support area. And 206 is sticking out to me right now. 206.47 and 205.42. Those are some lows that you just had last week. That's a mild number. That's a two-star number. Just be aware there were buyers in those two sessions back-to-back. Ahead of its run to 225, the other thing you got to look about this, think about this one is, man, the street was leaning the wrong way into the report, right? I guess if you were selling into the rip yesterday, but everyone that got long for an earnings pop, they're feeling the heat today. But let's see what happens. We could be at 206 by the end of the show here, or for the rate it's going down, it could be quicker than that. But keep an eye on that level, 206 for you Salesforce traders. All right, I want to get one more in here. We all saw Intel take a big move yesterday, so keep your eyes to see what happens there. That trading wow, higher Intel. off of the TD Cohen conference. Um, he also stated that the Q2 revenue at the upper half, and it's likely tracking $12 billion to $12.5 billion versus a $12.03 billion estimate. They talked about that they're open to manufacturing with Intel, and we're speaking about NVIDIA. Yeah, uh, It stated here also that they re recently received the test chips results of the next generation process, of course, mentioning Intel, and the results look good. This was the CEO of NVIDIA. That definitely helped. 
And I talked about it on my Twitter. How do you make a stock sexy again? Well, mention it with NVIDIA and AI. Yeah. And yet you can go ahead and make it sexy. I've been here publicly saying that I'm bearish against NVIDIA because I feel like it's gone out of favor and it's not sexy. Valuation. Well, guess what? Really quickly, you can change this story around. You start focusing maybe with NVIDIA and AI. Wow. Um, it's so nice of that. It was the, I, I kept reading that headline and I'm like, wait, the, what they said, the NVIDIA CEO said this about Intel. I was like, I kept scratching my head, but uh, nice moving Intel here. What I would say is, well, let's see what happens at 32, this whole 32 handle. That was a sticky point in April at the end of April. Also uh, earlier in April, so let's see what happens. See if some big, but that's a big move. 27 to 32. And yeah. what? One, two, three, four, five days. Let's see if anybody's ringing the register at 32. If it gets a strong 32 bid, then hey, let's work our way up uh, to 33. But yeah, I think the chart looks okay. I have some covered calls written on it. So for June, so in all likelihood, I think I'm going to end up getting called away on this if it keeps up the strength. But you never know. You know, I think I can just pull back too. So I think at this time, though, I'm probably going to get called away on my stock. Um, I, I actually don't mind it here. I think if this narrative changes, would I consider, you know, if I get called away, would I consider rebuying it? Maybe. But it seems like it's always been giving you a chance, you know? I mean, it's popped up here in the same area. Yes. Like, I went long, I think, at like, I want to say like 32 or $33. And it was like, I just thought it got too cheap and I was way too early because it kept getting cheaper. I think it was back like a Ooh. year, maybe even over a year ago. Um, I just felt like it got too cheap, but then it, you know it's been trading twenty five to thirty three, twenty five to thirty three forever. So I don't know at this point. You know, I definitely was wrong on the trade, and I wrote some covered calls. You know, rallied a bit. I wrote some calls. Um, I, I'm probably going to get called away. Guess time. Guess time, Dennis. Yep. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get to our guest today. Smash the like, guys. We didn't fail you today. Let's go. All right, Mr. Sean David Emery. He is the founder and CEO of Avery Company, an investment manager focused on structural growth and transformation. Sean, how you doing today? You got it. I'm doing well. Happy, uh, what is it, Thursday? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Short <laughs> week here. Uh, but we didn't we did talk AI yet, and uh, we haven't taught that stock. We haven't taught the earnings, but... Dennis mentioned you've been doing, you've been digging, coping the ditches in that sector. Uh, where are you at? What are you finding out? Where are we at in the stage with uh, AI and AI stocks? Yeah, it's all the hype. Uh, um, we've, you know, again, we, we try to separate a little bit, you know, from like what's real and what's fake. Um, mm. You know, where's the hype and what's not? You know, some of the companies out there like C3 AI, they actually are just getting, you know, caught up in the hype. They were, you know, called AI and C3AI before all this hype actually was, you know, at the forefront. But the way we're framing it is, you know, we're thinking about it in, in you know, multiple different areas, which is, you know, who has proprietary models uh, and data sets. Um, number two is, you know, who's powering this from like the infrastructure layer. And then again, the third layer of this whole thing is, you know, unique data. Who has unique data that's actually, you know, can run these models um, and have different outcomes than other people. Um, we've had plenty of discussions around these different topics and, you know, powering it is important because this stuff is expensive. Uh, if you go to like open AI and you try to, you know, run some of their commercial licenses, some of those things start at $200,000. Um, 
So everyone thinks this is going to be a freemium world, but the reality is, you know, this is a pretty expensive world. You have to move storage and, and your data from, you know, call it cold storage, where it's sitting isolated, where you're actually not paying for that, or you're paying a minimal amount to now called hot storage, right? Or hot data today, which is now live and, you know, being filled in your storage. Um, and ultimately, you know, turning that on plus compute resources, it's expensive. So you think about the landscape and you think of who's winning that. It's, it's pretty obvious. And we're seeing some of those winners today, which are essentially, you know, the companies like Meta and, and Google and, and Amazon's and um, NVIDIA's, all of these owning that hardware. It's a lot of CapEx requirements. They essentially own the infrastructure. Um, we think Meta, you know, is best positioned. Uh, it doesn't actually get the, 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 the AI I love. Um, and then the models, right? The models are, you know, proprietary, but who's going to build on top of those? Uh, and who has their own proprietary models on top of some of the LLMs that are out there. And then lastly, you know, unique data sets. So you think of companies like, you know, Zillow and Amazon and, and some others. So that's how we're framing it, those three areas. And, and ultimately, who's creating value from that? Sean, so obviously, you know, the market gives a lot of love to like the NVIDIAs and the Microsofts, you know, and, and even Meta, they get more love than, is there any sleepy AI plays, like plays that are just like, going under the radar because you know i was even asking you know the chat the other day is you know are there some ai stocks because obviously you know we've had a huge run up in a lot of those names and i feel like chasing those here you know especially in nvidia you know trading at the valuation as it is are there any sleepy ai plays here that really haven't ran up yet yeah i think the sleepy ais are the a are the companies that have essentially been impacted valuation wise that you know are perceived as at risk um and not necessarily at risk. Obviously, you have to make an assessment on that. But I do think, um, you know, some of those valuations have come in pretty dramatically. Uh, and, you know, you guys were talking about Intel, which everyone was saying is going to be get left behind. Um, and yet, you know, you have Jensen, you know, kind of hyping them up. Obviously, yeah, weird scenario there. But then you think about, you know, some of the other companies, like we own it and it hasn't been fun, but at Fiverr, which, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, Fiverr essentially being impacted by, um, you know, this whole AI craze and replacing some of the freelance talent that's on the platform. What we've seen though, anecdotally is, you know, they create categories on their platform. Fiverr is that freelance marketplace platform where you find kind of like freelancers and they develop categories based on demand not on trying to find demand. Um, and what they've seen is, you know, we've been tracking their website for the last, you know, since for a long time, right? But specifically around AI, over the last several uh, weeks and, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago, they had 11 categories of AI services. Fast forward to, you know, Monday where we last updated it. Um, they now have uh, 17 to 18 categories. So you've mm. seen, you know, a 56, 56% rise in AI categories on their website. And again, they, we know them inherently well, the company speak to them, you know, they build these categories based off demand again, not off trying to, um, uh, promote demand or, or, or drive demand to their site. So you're seeing them actually talent around AI starting to form. And the quickest way to find talent in theory is are these online marketplaces. Um, so we think actually those that have been impacted the most valuation wise could honestly be probably the next best future returns. Uh, again, be careful in those areas because some of them could be. Um, mm -hmm. But again, if you do your research, I think uh, um, that could be the best opportunities valuation wise. 
All right, Sean, let's kick it to an interesting topic. Of course, next week, Apple is looking at AR, VR glasses to come out. And of course, we've seen what Meta has done with the Quest 1 and Quest 2. And it seems like they did that latest goggle. But really, I think this kind of leaves a little room for Apple to come in here and really kill it out of the ballpark. What do you think about that, Sean? Yeah, AR, VR, um, you know, we're believers in it long term. You know, get decade out. We've always said that. Um, we think AR, VR, anything that can be digitized will be digitized. We've seen that, you know, the progression of, you know, the world. Um, these screens, you know, I'm sitting here in front of a bunch of screens. So are you guys. And in theory, you know, these some of these aspects should be, you know, somewhat digitized. Um, and, you know, Apple's coming out. Everyone's excited about it. The only lack of excitement around this device is, is the cost point or the price point. It's going to be around, you know, $2,000, $2,500, $3,000 per device. So this isn't going to be a scaled product, but it does set the stage for, you know, Apple's in the game. And, you know, we all know their marketing budgets. We all know, you know, what they do when they speak and they put their, their kind of brand on the line. Um, it's, it's, it's signal, right? I think we should all take it as signal that there is something here, uh, whether you believe it or not. And understanding, you know, the biggest thing next week is honestly looking at the use cases that they present, because I think they're going to show you, you know, use cases today, but I think they're going to show what they, the, the vision of all this is in the future. Then you have Meta and Zuck teased yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, but Zuck teased a little bit, you know, I have something coming tomorrow. There could be, you know, the Oculus 3 is apparently, you know, coming out here shortly. It's going to be like a $400, $500 device um, with full pass through. So you can kind of see the, everything around you. Um, he may front run this Apple device at a price point that's much cheaper, uh, and doing so in a way Oculus is obviously the leader in the space, mm -hmm. uh, or not, they're not Oculus anymore, but, uh, uh, meta, uh, is the leader in the space. So we think, uh, he could front run this. So it's, it's an interesting space. I think Apple's event is signal to where the future is headed, um, whether we all like it or not. Um, and it, stay tuned to whatever, you know, Zuckerberg announces today. I think, uh, we could get a some signal of the, of the device uh, of the or the, the Quest Three, so I'm super excited about that, Sean. Uh, other things that I will be looking for also: will there be any mentions of game kind of developers, right? And can we get an Activision and Apple kind of partnership to make some really cool VR games? That's what I think is really needed to get the mass adoption to that next level. Um, but it's something to look for, right? I think that's what we need: that mass adoption moment. So that we could really go into the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and have fun. I mean, look, the, the devices are clunky. I get it. I have. I mean, I have this thing right here, right? So oh, hey, uh, there you go. Sean likes it. Yeah, I mean, where it was. Wait till I get Grand Theft Auto right there. on there, Sean. <laughs> what I is get that? Grand Theft Auto. What is that? Hey, is that the Oculus. That's the yeah, Oculus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they're clunky, obviously. But if you've ex if you haven't experienced them, if you have, I think you can you realize how how cool they are. Um, you also realize that, you know, you don't want to be in there forever. Um, and you don't want to be in there for too long. Um, but the experiences are, um, no, I mean, I think the earlier devices did for sure. Uh, for these, I mean, they start to get really, really good. I mean, they're really good and they're really immersive. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done workouts in there. Supernatural is a super cool, uh, I thought I was going to hate that. I'd like to be quite honest. I like getting outside running and, and doing those things. Supernatural was uh is super cool i mean you're boxing and doing other things um things are flying at you it was wow. a very fun 20 minutes of 
of working out and I was exhausted after. So like, you know, it was just, it was, it's, they're great devices. They have real use cases. They don't have enough use cases to keep you in there. But more importantly, this device form factor is going to shrink over time. It's inevitable. So like looking at it as the status quo, I think is, is the mistake maybe some are making around this area is that these will be, these will shrink um, to very small things like glass, glasses size. To some extent, there's some companies creating contacts. That's a little strange. Um, but, you know, again, you have to fit compute power in these devices. So, you know, you can't do that and have the type of computing power that you require. So, again, this is going to be the Tesla playbook where you have expensive, you know, products over time and you, and you work your way lower to more basic, higher, you know, powered, compute powered devices, cars, you know, uh, headsets. Uh, and then, you know, the price point will continue to come down. Uh, and then that it's playing that balance. So Apple's coming with their, you know, can you swim. do a Can you do a swim workout in, with those on uh, synthetic swim workout? You, okay. But before we let you go, are you combing the ditches in retail at all here? Uh, mm. Boom, man. You know, inflation. You know, we're seeing, we're <laughs> seeing the consumer spend, right? In some places. And others not. We don't have to mention those stores. You combing the ditches in retail anywhere? <laughs> nice comment by uh, Tennessee. Uh, Metaverse is the shake weight of uh, the video game world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think the consumer space, you know, all consumer, even from, from consumer tech to consumer retail, has been hit pretty hard. Makes oh, yeah. a lot of sense. Everyone's really fearful of a recession that is, hasn't come yet. Um and to say that it, it that's not the goal of this conversation to say where you know the economy is going to go but we do know that valuations in those spaces so if you're just thinking of starting valuations or even valuations not even that long ago um they're compelling i mean they're at like super recessionary multiples in these categories um i mean we own you know a couple of those and you look at the you know the Macy's of the world. And, you know, for us, it's Capri. Um, yeah. And, you know, we think ultimately, you know, you're, some of these companies like a Capri is trading at, you know, four or five times cash flow um, today. And, you know, they're buying back roughly a billion dollars worth of shares a year. I mean, they could buy back their whole company in the next four years. Um, it's not like, you know, yesterday they reiterated their earnings per share uh, for the full year, um, which again signals that, you know, that there, there is, there's plenty of strength in this business. So again, you have a four or five multiple on a $6 and 40 cents, you know, earnings power, you know, if you get back to their normal weight, and I'm just talking about this specific company, but there's a lot like this, yeah. um, where, you know, you get back to their historical average of eight to 10. Um, I mean, you can see where that goes, uh, pretty easily, but, but again, I think the headwinds are already embedded in many of these, these companies multiples and that's ultimately that matters obviously again like i said in the the um the space around um uh compute and and ai generative ai is you know make sure you know what you're fishing in um before you know get into these because you know some of it is brand problems and issues and some of it is is truly macro uh and then some of it is just simply being you know part of a uh in a pool that is um not wanted right now
I, I mean, and, and that's it. And I mean, there's some of these companies, some of these retailers that actually might go out of business. Like I worry, you know, we saw Bed Bath & Beyond obviously go yeah. down. I mean, I look at Nordstrom and, you know, it was a decent quarter, but they're closing all their stores in Canada. I mean, I was recently in Toronto and they're like selling, you know, you know the fixtures off the walls. I'm like, this does not feel like a bullish story here at all. Um, how do we like know which ones like are there? There's probably going to be a few of these companies that got some pretty good names that don't survive. How do you know which are the like the good ones and which ones are the ones you don't want to touch here? Like, how do you decipher? Like, I feel like a Macy's today trading five times, you know, lowered projections is cheap. And I was giving that argument here. But again, it's been cheap for a long time. Yet the stock keeps going down here. What one, what turns this around? And two, how do you know which ones to buy? Yeah. So again, I think each company has its specific, you know, KPIs or key performance indicators. So you think of like, what matters in in the world of consumer over the next you know decade and you know, the last decade really is you know what's your social presence? Um, I think that's super important. Uh, if you don't have a social or digital presence, I think you are going to fall behind. Um, so the ways to track that, obviously, just you know scan their Instagrams, things like that. So we're we're tracking those daily, weekly to see how many users they're adding or subtracting, and seeing if that's continuing to grow. Some companies like Capri provide you customer data points, meaning how many customers did they add to their database in a given year? So last year they added 12.6 million record amounts for them. Again, people coming to their platform, signing up to, you know, get some of their updates from their business, key performance indicators that, you know, the brand is resonating web traffic. You can track that to see, you know, how many people are interested. It may not lead to conversion as long as there's interest and then app downloads and app engagement. Again, do you have an app first world? Is there a loyalty program attached to these things that wrap in your, you know, your core demographic? Those are the key things that I think matter, you know, and then promotions, track the promotions. Are are they highly promotional? And what are they saying about promotions? Are they saying, hey, we're not going to be promotional and then, you know, go to their stores and they're highly promotional. Um, Those are the red flags that you would, you would look for. At the end of the day, everything else outside of that is, is someone out of their control um, in terms of the macro. And then, you know, viability or, or um, sustainability of the product. If you think of, you know, are these things much more trendy? Crocs is one of those, you know, you can kind of always say, it, like, is, it, is it trendy or not? Oh, kind of- Sean, you had me into Crocs, man. Yeah, yeah Sean, then, we're, we're, we're up against the I'm not a Crocs guy. Right. I'm not a Crocs guy. She's, we got, we're up against the clock. Sean Emery, he's the CIO at Avery Company, <laughs> joining us here on Pre-Market Prep. Thanks, Sean. We'll talk to you All again guys. soon. Have a good one, Sean. I'll definitely, I'll give him a flawless victory for that interview for sure there. All right, let's get to a little trade zero time. All right, like always, you guys can check out Trade Zero if you guys are looking for some short locates. I'll tell you one thing. I was definitely should have been looking for some short locates yesterday. Um, I did play AI short in my prop account, but wasn't able to go overnight. And man, does it get smacked with the earnings <laughs> overnight. But I'll be honest, I didn't want to play it overnight. It was just too much risk much both risk. sides. Uh, but Q4 EPS here, loss of 13 cents, beats the loss of 17 cent estimate. Sales of 72.41 million beat the 71.32 million estimate. They did see Q1 revenue to 70 million to 72.5 versus a 71.56 million estimate, also raising their full year 24 revenue. 
You want to tackle this one, Dennis? You want me to I, go? I'm confused. So you were talking AI. What, what was the earnings? Was it AI? Because I'm seeing on the yes, screen. Yes, C3 the... AI. C3 yeah, AI. Yeah, okay. Because I'm just looking at the screen. I'm seeing all these other stocks that are up. So I thought we were doing the up filter. So no, um, no, no, I, I mean, the, the story AI. is hot. It's not a great report. Does it get bought at 30? That's your logical. That's where it broke out from. It's a logical bounce point for this. I don't think this is one that I'm putting in the long-term portfolio, though. I feel like the stock is all hyped to even Sean's point here. I feel like mm -hmm. there's better AI plays, even though they have the best ticker symbol. Um, I do think this, that the dip could get bought around 30 because there's good support there or where the old resistance becomes support. I'm going to wait a little bit longer on this one to just let it, the pattern shake out because this is it has given you several lows in the same area. It did that in March. It also did that in April and early May. So I'll let it get you know, get a little today might not be the day, but, you know, keep an eye, a couple lows, three, four, five, six lows in the same area to form a little base before you strike. You are filling a gap at thirty three fifty from uh, from last week. Next daily low, if you're a daily low kind of guy, twenty eight sixty five. I don't think we're going to get that low in C3 AI. Uh, I was just was checking out this Vila systems. I have no idea what's going on here. I think uh, it had earnings. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know this stock. Yeah, I don't know if you guys schedule. know this It had one. earnings last night. Yeah, Vila Systems. Looks like it, it got a beat and a beat on the earnings. A decent beat on EPS, 91 <laughs> cents over the 79 cent estimate. Up there towards 182. I don't know much about this stock, so I'll kick it to you guys. Um, I don't know much about it either, but I'll say there's 180 to 185. There's lots of resistance here. It's been a tough fade on some of these earnings beats, especially from the tech companies here. So, but you're running into major resistance up here from 180 to 185. Yeah, I'm going to narrow it down just a little bit for Dennis. It, uh, I see three highs at the 181 and a half area. So that's where you're trading above right now. So, you know, it holds 181. The next daily high, Dennis mentioned, uh, is above 185 at 186.16. Up on 25,000 shares. That's for Viva, Valvita Systems. What is UCAR? You car. It's up seventy-one uh, percent here this morning. Oh man, this I have is no idea what this is. But I'm just looking at the trade power filter here. U power limited. It was three bucks. Now it's five bucks, and it is trading in a rapid fashion. I mean, like crazy. <laughs> so like, like there's definitely bots all over this. There's a news report that U power limited entered framework strategic cooperation agreement with Quantum Solutions um, in Japan. No financial terms disclosed but definitely giving a move right now. And this is a vehicle sourcing service. So oh, uh, I, I will yeah. probably leave this one on the sideline, but if you got 75 bucks, major resistance. And 75. <laughs> That's 75. <laughs> and I, I'm going out on a limb. That's the on that time one. That is, looking back. Yeah. Yeah. That's out. yeah. On April, oh, it did us April 20th. So this thing came out in April and traded $75. Yes. And now it's down to three. Yeah, well, what a steal. What, what a steal. This came out at $75 and is Lord. now at three. It went Holy from, it, man. That's you can't all risk team. here. I have no idea. <laughs> this is about. All right. There goes so, Dennis. I think we there lost goes Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, he lost power. <laughs> he, he, he was going to tell us that he was going to lose power, maybe potentially. Look at that. Um, he lost power. He, right. oh, man, I hope he's flat for the open. Oh. He's, oh, he's going to go to his generator. Yeah, his now. generator kicks on, but it takes about a minute. So he definitely gets knocked out of everything <laughs> and then he comes back. But there's Dennis. 
Everybody wish there. my man Dennis some luck. Hey, is he he's coming in the back? black. No, he's uh, in the black. No, he's in the he's black. Like, he's like, come on, come on, generator. There's nothing better when you have a generator and like your house goes. It just and then you count. You count like five seconds and you <laughs> and then everything of course you got to reboot all your computers all right uh i'm gonna wrap things up here it's um i don't know what to call this thursday here um i don't know thursday white rabbit Learn something new every day. White Rabbit. And I guess Mitch, me and you are the only people that haven't heard of it. Uh, we're dancing <laughs> around unchanged here. We're going to see the pre-market high or, and or pre-market low. I think I would just be trimming the edges today ahead of the job numbers. I'm, it's not going to be one of those days where I'm getting all excited on the short side. If we take out the pre-market low and if we take out that pre-market high, I'll be you know, maybe look for a little bit more of a move than fade. Uh, but that's it. Weekly number 4183. We held that yesterday. That's right by the the pre-market low. So, folks, I'm going to hop off. Mitch, I'll let you finish up the rest of that Trade Zero segment and be back with you guys later on. Have a good one, Joel. Definitely check out Joel Pre-Market Prep Plus and, of course, the closing print that starts every day at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss that. All right, team, we'll see what else is going on right now and definitely going to wrap it up. You guys can check out Trade Zero. Of course, I just threw up the link there. Uh, if you guys are looking for some short inventory, especially if you're looking for uh, kind of like stocks that you know are hard to find, I definitely tell you to check out Trade Zero, see what you can find. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We'll wrap up and bring you guys over to live trading action. I've been killing it, team. Had a really good trade on AI short yesterday in the prop account. Going to keep pushing forward. Um, also got the Moomoo account moving forward. Uh, yesterday took a little bit of a hit, but wrapped up the kind of the month. Not doing too bad, about 12% for the month. And going to continue pushing forward, right? Let's go ahead. Let's keep doing what we do. Every day we come in with a process we repeat it, and it's not about what happened yesterday. It's about today, right? Let's just focus and do what we do best. It's time to go trade, team. Smash the like. I hope you guys enjoy everything you learn here on pre-market prep. A great learning lesson today off the hop about, of course, imbalances. If you didn't catch that, hit the rewind button to the beginning of the show. You'll get some great content there. And, of course, check out our short content. We just put out a great video by my man, of course, Gary V, on why AI needs blockchain. Hmm. I wonder who's been talking about that, right? You guys can check it out. And look who came back from the black. Blackout. You don't know it. The you blackout. don't know it. My man, don't. Hey, they can't they stop. They don't play them. games on these. So, so I got a notice from them. the hydro company <laughs> here. Um, my wife just sent me that there's a scheduled power outage from 9 a.m. <laughs> to 1 p.m. And I was like, it was like one minute early at 8.59. They like knocked me out. So anyways, thanks to Generac, GNRC, because my generator kicks on and I'm back at you. So um, so it took me a minute here to get back online, but I have power now in my house, even though the power is out. So GNRC to the rescue. Way you to go, GNRC. It, you do it. Go do what you do best, my friend. Yeah, so I'll let you guys action. go. So at least I can trade. Okay. So <laughs> at least, right? Go do what you got. All right, you guys keep up with Triple D Trader, of course, on Twitter. I'm going to bring you guys now over to live trading action. Let's see what I can get into today.